Welcome to TNT Podcast, everybody. This is episode number five. Uh, sorry, we took a little break. We had something happen then, uh, with my family, and we'll get to that story. Um, but glad everybody is um, got, glad to get back to this, and everybody is doing well. Hope everybody is doing well. And um, hi, Nate. Hi, <laughs> babe. How's it going? Good. All right. So thanks for the introduction. Yeah. So we. Like I said, we're going to talk about hardships today. Um, like I said, this is all about overcoming challenges, um, disability awareness, and spreading positivity. So um, during this hardship, you know, exactly what we talk about got me through the situation that I had to deal with. And well, we'll get right into that. Uh, I want to do a shout out to uh, Chris Saab. Um, as you heard at that beginning, a brand new introduction uh, that he created. So uh Thank you, Chris. Uh, yes, so exciting. Greatly appreciate it. That that's our new little jingle that everybody gets to listen to now, right? So, thank you, Chris Saab. He's a good friend of ours. He's a local musician, and we're honored to have him create a little intro and outro on our on our podcast. So, um, thank you, Chris. A little bit and, of twist. Yes, and if you have not checked him out in the Omaha area, I would highly encourage you to look him up. Go see him perform. He's just absolutely an amazing person, amazing musician, and he's so cool for creating that for us. <laughs> so, Nate, yeah, we he, had have, a cre- he has a creative mind. He does. So tonight we have um, normally. So for those of you who might be new to our podcast, joining in for the first time, uh, we would encourage you to go back to listen to episodes one through four. Part of the reason. For that is that we address in the very first episode why we are TNT, the dynamic duo, Um, but we're also tits and tires. (laughs) So, and if everybody or anybody knows us and anybody's seen us, we they know exactly what we're talking about. I'm in a wheelchair, (laughs) and you can just figure out the rest. Yes, and so um, normally we we drink red wine and we cheers to that, but tonight it's Sunday. And we're having a Sunday fun day, so cheers to Cheer. our... Did we get that? Yeah. Cheer. Did everybody hear that? Hopefully we, it is. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> cheers to our chocolate martinis tonight. Yeah. Chocolate martinis. Cheers to everybody. Yeah. So there's, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty much two two beverages that you'll see us uh, yeah. cheersing to. Wine and chocolate martinis. It could be other martinis if if my be. fiance over here wouldn't know how to figure out the oh 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 I how, know how to how make to other ones I can figure but it I guess out. She, I think she used to be a bartender right babe? I did yes and so you give me the ingredients and I will pour you a strong concoction <laughs> so we are yes tonight is going to be a little bit more of a somber and maybe a little bit more serious tone it is September 11th um, which is crazy I mean it's crazy to think that that was. 21 years ago. Yes. And, you know, I just, I woke up today and it was beautiful out. The sun was shining, top 10 day. And it just, it was very interesting to reflect on what, where we were 21 years ago, Mm -hmm. but also just the things that we've been through even the past two to three years. Yes. And how at that time I felt it was the most detrimental crazy thing that had happened in my life and now looking back at the past two three years 
I can't say that anymore. But those you, that were... Do you were, remember where you were at when that happened? Oh, absolutely. I, I do do you? Yes. I know. I'm sure, I'm I sure we a, all do. I was in a history class in high school. <laughs> okay. Well, I was in college, so that's cute. But <laughs> It was kind of cute. <laughs> so, um, I'm just glad you weren't in elementary school when I was in college. <laughs> no, definitely wasn't. <laughs> so, um, how about those Huskers, Nate? Do you do you have any comments on that, or should we just should we just blow past that and move on? Well, our offense performed better than I thought they would. They put up some points, but we we can't lose to Georgia Southern in Lincoln. You know, right. And I think Nebraska paid them over a million dollars to travel to play us. Wow. I didn't Because we that. thought maybe it was going to be an easy team to beat. Uh, yeah, sorry, Scott Frost. I, I was trying to root for you. But, you again, you can't lose to Georgia Southern and give up that many points in Lincoln. I would agree. So a little embarrassing, but I'm a Chiefs fan, so. <laughs> He's repping his uh, Mahomes jersey as we're doing this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> yes, so. a little better day today, so. Yeah. Um, and as I said, we, uh, went on a little hiatus. My, yeah, so, my fiance, my fiance says, Oh, we went on a hiatus. Like, <laughs> how about we just say we took a break? <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it's funny. I tried to, uh, I try to expand the vocabulary. It's okay. And I mean, I'm not good at that. Good you know, thing I have her because it's a, we all have our, she's strengths. a better speaker than I am. So you always make me laugh when you're explaining a story and you, say something like i says i says i'm like no you didn't says you said you said <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay so uh, we both had a really good laugh when i just said you know we we probably better tell everybody on the podcast why we took a little hiatus and you looked at me and you're like hiatus what does that mean and i i mean i, I technically knew what it meant about right but why say hiatus once why don't we just explain we took a break <laughs> So we're back. That's easy to explain. <laughs> but yeah, we can get into why we took the hiatus. Um, so I had a little death in the family. I would say a little, but a big death in the family. Yep. Um, as we said in my first episode, as I explained, I had some very strong people in my life that made, um, me, made me have strength growing up. Um, they had great influence in my life and heroes in my life and there's a reason that I'm here today is my mother and my father um, on August 22nd um, I lost my father due to cancer um, it was a long I mean long but short battle um, he put on a good fight um, and then and when the cancer started to spread he was he was diagnosed with lung cancer mesothelioma um, so for those maybe listening to this that don't know what mesothelioma is. I mean, in a nutshell, how do you explain it? So he was, he, he was in Vietnam war. Um, he was exposed to asbestos, um, which is not a good scenario. Once you get diagnosed with mesothelioma. Well, um, I mean, it, it's not to like dumb this down, but I mean, there's commercials all over TV mm -hmm. talking about if you or a loved one has been exposed to mesothelioma, there could be lawsuits. Yep. I mean, which obviously is a chasing for a lawsuit, but at the same time, it's, it's obviously a very real problem that a lot of people were exposed to at one point. Yes. And he was in Vietnam. He's, he was a mechanic 
And so he's exposed to a lot of the parts and of the planes always had asbestos in them. They said it could ruin your body for up to 40 to 50 years. Um, and it was in that time frame where he, that many years he's been out of Vietnam. Um, and it was, a, it's, I think it started end of November. Um, of 2021. Of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought maybe it's pneumonia. And, you know, diagnosed January 31st, I think February 1st, got the call that he, they took a little bit of a biopsy in his uh, lining of his lung and found out that he had that. Um, it was quite a shock to us. Um, I didn't really know how to handle this, but then I went back into my my early childhood and knew the strength that he gave me uh, to get through this. Um, and, you know, it was definitely detrimental to me at first. And my fiance over here helped me through it. Um, they said the average, when you get diagnosed with the average lifespan is four to six months. He probably fought it for eight or nine by the time the symptoms started. Um, I was able to say last words to him. He was able to talk to me, and that's what, you know, helped me get through this. But at the same time, it's it's it, it's not an easy way ever, no matter how they go. Right. Um, he was, my again, my strength. And as I told my fiancé here, when I was grieving, I felt so weak during that time because I felt he was – he always made my strength. And I told him that before he passed away. And I'm glad I was able to say that to him. But um, through my support, my friends, my family, that's why you have to have a, that close circle, the close with your family, and and try to just stay that stay there to make sure during these tough times you you can fall back on something, right. fall back on somebody, people, anybody that you can, or reach out for help. I mean, grief is a very crazy thing. It hits you at really weird times. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, here's what I found with grief, and I don't know if you agree, but sometimes you can go through the stages of grief all in an hour. <laughs> you, you can. You can go through like you, sad, angry, um, denial, acceptance, all within an hour, all within 20 minutes. And, and it's, it's crazy because it doesn't, you don't know how it's going to hit you. No. There's something funny that you shared with me that your dad said about, Anger, yeah. which which I like. So when we were all growing up, I, I mean, I have four sisters, one brother. So big family. And, you know, we would get mad at each other. We would get mad about something. And we would say we pissed off. <laughs> His favorite thing back to us was better to be pissed off than pissed on. <laughs> so I always took that away. And then he always says money doesn't make happiness. And. You know, people giving to charity and all this stuff, and you don't have the money. It's, it's stressful. You get stressful during financial situations. But you you see a lot of these celebrities with a lot of money, and they don't always fare well. I mean, it doesn't make technically make you happy. Right. It makes you less stressful, but doesn't make you happy. Right. So that was a good uh, thing to learn from him. And mm-hmm. and then another thing is I was trying to find going through my voicemails, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like what? What? What voicemails do I have to hear his voice again? The one voicemail I have. He goes, "Hi Nate, this is his name's Tom." <laughs> yeah. He didn't say dad, but okay. I'm like, okay, this is Tom. Yep, this is my dad too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I know that's hard to hear, right? It, I mean, it it's is. hard to hear their voice. It's hard to search for those things and have them not be there physically, but. 
I, I told Nate, I said, I hope someday you can like listen to that voicemail and laugh. Yeah. Because it's not like, hey, Nate, it's dad. It's, hey, Nate, it's Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, it's just, it's it, kind yeah. of fun. You have to find humor. You do. And you have to keep looking back. How would, how would that person, how would my dad want me to take his death? How would he want me to live on and go forward? And so I keep thinking about that. He gave me my strength, so why not be strong? Show that strength going forward. I know he's looking down at me. I have a guardian angel. I have good faith. That helps me a lot too. And, you know, I recommend that to people. Where to turn during these hard times, and that definitely helps. Sure. So a couple of things you said that just made me want to circle back to a couple of stories Mm -hmm. or just, I guess, points to make is when you said that money doesn't buy happiness. I think that is extremely I don't great of your dad to look at life that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he lived with a lot of humility. And, and one of the things that I love that people said about him, because truly I didn't have that much time to really get to know him as a person and his past and who his true character was. But, you know, people talked a lot about him and said things about how, you know, he may not have been the biggest in the room, but he would stand up and be like, I might be small, but I, I will fight and I'll stand up for what's right. And so him actually acknowledging the fact that money just doesn't really do anything for anyone Mm -hmm. if you're not already a good, joyful person. And so, um, one of the sayings that I heard a long time ago that has stuck with me is that money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys you choices. And that is true. That Mm -hmm. is, that is true for me is that if I work hard and and I can make more money, it's not about necessarily getting happier or thinking like once I make X amount of dollars, everything will be fine. It's more along the lines of if I make X amount of dollars, I have so much to choose of how I want to allocate that in my life. Whether I want to bless someone else, bless a charity, um, help someone in need or put money away for something that could eventually be important to me, my family, to you and I, that that's choices that it gives us. Right. And then another just kind of little funny story about your dad saying it's better to be, you know, pissed off than pissed on. (laughs) (laughs) One of my lifelong mentors, um, in direct marketing and network marketing, I was over at her house one night and her husband was mowing the grass and he had a, 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 Christmas shirt on in the middle of summer. And so I was kind of laughing about that. And he walked over and greeted me and he's like, well, Brianna, this yard's just tits up. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it just, it just made me laugh because it's, it's, that's funny, you know, that he's sitting here like working on his yard in the middle of the summer, wearing a Christmas shirt, telling me that his yard's tits up. And my very first job, I was 14 years old. I, I started waiting tables at kind of a little mom and pop restaurant. I think I talked about that in a previous episode, but I'll never forget this couple that used to come in, um, Craig and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. And he was a biker and he was just kind of rough, but... Were I, you intimidated? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like 14, 15. I mean, he was a biker. Yeah. But they were so nice. They were the nicest couple. And they'd come in every single like Saturday or Sunday when I was working. And I'd wait on them. And I'd be like, I'd walk over. And I knew what Craig was going to say. I'd be like, Craig, what can I get for you this morning? He's like, I want two eggs, tits up, wheat toast, hash browns, and a cup of coffee black. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you know that word for word. What do you order? <laughs> right? And so it's just funny that, um, you know, some of these things just come full circle to laugh about, right? Um, and then one more thing I wanted to uh, reiterate what he said. So he he loved my mom. He loved his wife. And when we all were saying things and talking to him, every, my my uh, sister's fiance, she's going to get married in a couple weeks, but um, he was saying he's glad to marry into a good family, a nice family, and he raised a great daughter. And, he's, and he said Sunday night when he's almost on his deathbed. The night before he passed. He he says, I didn't do anything. Peg did. And, you know, he, she's my mom. And gave her all the credit. He goes, I'll, all I did is discipline them. <laughs> Peg which, fed them. Which is, uh, that's what he needed to do. He was there. He did his job as a father. He supported us. He did everything he did. He supported and loved his wife. He did all that. And that's one thing. I know I'm going to turn a little faithful here that God tells a father to do is love his wife, support his wife, and be you know make obedience to their children. And right. that's what he did. Right. We may not have liked it when we were children. We may not with the little kids. We may have been bad, but at the end of the day, we all turned out great. Right. And let's face it, I've seen you all eat. It's like the last supper every time you get together. I mean, I, I think you guys And my guys dad would race. say, you better not leave one <laughs> scrap on your plate. <laughs> right. So when he jokes and said that your mom fed you and he disciplined you, uh, he's right. I mean, like I said, I've seen you all eat. And I mean, you're a competitive family. And it's like the last supper is going at the table for everybody. So and then, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then you, like if you said something bad to mom and he was at work during that time, all mom had to say is, can't wait till dad to get back. And we we're all shaking. Like, <laughs> please don't tell dad. <laughs> but all around, great guy. I'm going to miss him. Um, and like I said, that's why we took a little break of going through that grieving process. Um, but I'm glad to have my fiance across from me right now. She gave me a great support through the time. And, you know, I'm going to have every other time, every other day or a couple times a week, maybe once a week, maybe once a month. I'm going to have these breakdowns and we're, I'm going to need her and need my family to get through this. But Thanks, with babe. faith and friends and family, I'll get through this. Yes. And, you know, a couple, a couple things that I've taken just over time listening to people who have gone through hardship or that are going through it, um, I, I find it's best not to tell the whole story when the story's happening. Mm-hmm. So I commend you for doing a great job tonight and just kind of giving everybody a little synopsis of what's happened and how you're coping and, and how you're getting through it because that's important. People need some coping mechanisms, maybe some tools, or they just need to know that they're not alone. But I, I always find that the hardest things that we go through, it's best to wait until we're through it to really talk about it. Yes, because as you as you know, when my father did get diagnosed with cancer, when I first found out, do you remember what I said? It was um, a quick reaction. Like, I, I don't, there's nothing in life I feel excited about. There's nothing in life I want to do. I can't believe this is happening. Um, I, I look forward to nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's my reaction to it. Sure. Until I finally go go through it, think about it, because you're always not going to have the best reaction. That's why they always say respond instead of react. Right. Um, and it, and it was fair it was enough. a shock. It was like, what is going on? Um, but going through it and knowing how my dad was strong and he was ready and he's living in peace. Um, he, no more fight, no more hurt, no more pain. That's what gave me that the way to get through that, which I never thought I should say never, but right. <laughs> that I never thought that I would go through that and be able to handle it the way I did. Mm-hmm. Well, you had a really strong foundation and you have a strong faith. Those two things together really help mm-hmm. for sure. So when, when people do go through something extremely life altering, traumatic, whatever that situation might look like, it's when I say don't talk about it, that that's not what I mean. I think there's always your support system that you should be talking to your family, your friends, um, leaning into your faith, whatever that looks like there, there's your core group of people and, and your support system that you should be talking to. Yes. You need to let it out. Right. Right. That's why every time, you know, I let out more emotions during that period of time than I did probably my whole life. Right. If I didn't let that out, I'd been, I would still be in so much pain and hurt now. For sure. And, you know, a couple of times you said to me, I feel so weak. And I thought, no, like this is, that's a sign of strength. Um, it's not weak to be sad. It's not weak to show emotion. It's not weak to feel pain. That, there's nothing weak about that. Um, and so I, I do want to reiterate what I just said is that it's, you know, when I say people shouldn't talk about it, I mean in like a platform where they should be educating or helping other people to get through something until they're through it. That's what I meant by that. Um, so I don't want to confuse that with leaning on your support system, getting help from counselors, um, faith-filled people, friends, family. That should absolutely happen. And I know during that time, you know, I wasn't the happiest person. I was angry. I, I mean, I was triggered. I did everything. I mean, any, anything was wrong is happening. You, you get angry because you're – you're kind of angry, but you don't want to be, but you're not yourself. Right. You're still kind of, you're still going through that hurtful, that hurtful pain, but you just have, you just got to keep going forward. And, and like I said, faith, family and support and friends is going to get you through. Right. And also when you're going through something like that, traumatic, sad, hard, life altering you, you can't see the blessings and you can't see the person that you're supposed to become on the other side. So that's going to kind of lead into our next segue. And I do want to address the topic of divorce because in a lot of ways, divorce feels like a death. Um, you went through, I mean, we've, we've only been together less than two years and we've already encountered divorce and death, which are two of the three hardest things that people typically go through. Um, The next are usually disease and something devastating financially. So we did technically go through disease, death, and divorce together. And I would say that I am on kind of the other side of being through something like this, Mm -hmm. life-altering, devastating, traumatic, hard, sad, 
where you're just kind of on the brink because there's still a lot of grieving process that has to happen. And you've been with me through my grieving process, so you know what that looks like. And I can I can comfortably talk today about the beginning stages, the middle, the really ugly, the 10 rock bottoms that I hit, and then also being on the other side where you see the blessings, the reason, the the good that comes out of it and the person that you become because life changed you. And so and that's where you and that's where a relationship like ours just makes it stronger. We support each other, we build each other up. We take care of each other when we're down and sad and emotional. And if we can go through all those steps or detrimental life situations, the rest of it should be easy. But, <laughs> it should be. But it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not always easy. But if you've gone through all those detrimental things in life, like I said, all it does is make the relationship stronger. So that's why communication is key. Letting your emotions out with each other is key. Show your weakness is key. It, it, that's just a... To vulnerability. Move, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't always be strong all, every day, all day. Right. And, and that's a perfect segue, again, into what I want to address with, with going through a divorce. So, um, you know, I, I had prefaced in one of our episodes, I think it might have been episode four, about us getting engaged and some people reached out and they were happy for us. And they reached out in kind of confidence, letting me know that they themselves were going through a separation, a divorce, or contemplating. And, you know, it, it just made me think a lot about how hard <laughs> this world really is and how, how much we deal with and how broken a lot of marriages and families and relationships are. And I, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I mean, that's the last thing I want to do. So, And the main thing is just telling people or advising people or giving advice to those going through a hardship right now in the recent past to help you get through it. Reach out to us, comment, or anything if we can help you in any way. Right. So I guess the best advice that I would have right now for anyone going through something like this is not to tell the whole story. And when I say that, what I mean by that is my closest friends, my family, they know the story of how that happened. Because we are on a podcast and we have family listening, I have children, we have friends, and even potentially, you know, my ex could be listening to this. So what I would say is, It's not about what happened. No. It's not. It's not about the story. It's not who did what. It's not not who's who's the the villain. It's not the bad guy, a bad person. Right. Because honestly, nobody wins. It's not a winning situation. No, it's not. Um, It really is a lose-lose until you can come to a place where you feel like you're at peace. And so I, I feel more at peace today than I have for a really long time. And what I will say about not telling the story is that there, there is no, there's no right or wrong. I mean, people want to. There's no wrong to right. Right. You're right. 
And, and when you do tell people the story, it's from your perspective, it's from what happened and how you felt, and it's what you perceive to be true. So here's what makes that, that difficult is that there are facts in every story, right? I mean, there are things that happen, there's facts. And but then the and, facts turn into opinions. Yes, they and can. And opinions spread. Or they can the feed sides, emotion. And the sides start. And definitely if it feeds emotions, then you're working off emotions, which you should never do. Right. And so um, it is a very emotional process to go through. And there, there are facts to every story, so I'll say that. And then there are things that are perceived facts. But I guess one of the two of the biggest takeaways that I can that I want to speak to people who are going through something, whether it be a divorce or breaking up or a challenge in a relationship, and maybe it's just a, a relationship in turmoil between you, a parent, a child, whatever, um, a friendship, is that um, there's no right and wrong. There's no three sides to every story. When people say things like, oh, there's his side, her side in the middle, or there's this side, this side, and the truth. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed mental health therapist in any way, shape, or form. I've just Yeah, we're not licensed to do any of this, but we're here to give you a little bit of strength and motivation to get through everything. Right. So what I would say to that is that perception is reality. And what I mean by that is how you perceive something, how the, the lens that you look through And when I say lens, I pretend for a minute that you have glasses on. And if you lived your whole life with glasses on and you see something one way or your way or how you feel when you're looking through that lens, if you take those glasses off and set them down, um, your perception changes, your reality changes. And going through something hard, your perception is your reality. So an example for that is if I perceive that in a relationship that I'm being mistreated or that I'm, um, that, you know, you're not hearing me or that we are not on the same page on something. If I feel that way and that's my perception, that is my reality. And if I were to talk to my best friend or my sister or my parents or whoever, then that perception and reality becomes my truth. And so the hard thing is, is that when you're in a relationship, if two people are looking through two different lenses and they're seeing something completely opposite and don't communicate about it, that right there can be very detrimental. And if you're not willing to explore that, talk about it, communicate, get help for it. And, and we received a great message today about this whole thing. We did. Uh, on a message from Pastor Justin where we go to church. Um, if you ever have issues in a relationship, marriage, you know, it could be turmoil, it could be a fighting, it could be anything, but you have a whole bunch of issues that needs to be fixed. Never worry about the issues first. You worry about your friendship first. Yes, I love your that. Your friendship has to become first, and then the issues are secondary to work on that. But if you don't hold together that friendship, that marriage first, you're never going to be able to take care of that issues. So communication is key. You don't want to head two different directions 
on where we go. Right. And so I, I can speak to that and I can be the first to admit, I would probably handle an issue between me and one of my friends much gentler than I would between you and I. And and For that's sure. not right. That's not right. but Because, I mean, truly, you are my best friend. And so that's something I took from that. Like, hey, I, I can work on that. Like, you are my best friend. I should put our friendship first and figure out how, how do we solve issues first. Um, and and I, I do feel like, like I said, I would be gentler if, if I had an issue with a friend. So that right there is kind of eye-opening. And, and I loved that Pastor Justin said that today. And yeah. it, you know, this is not a podcast about finding your faith. And I mean, we're faith-filled people. Yeah. Take it or leave it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, I mean, do you. It, this is, like I said, dealing with hardships and right. and it helps o- us overcoming challenges. Right. Um, that's what the main thing. And that message, we're just exploring that because the message was a great message to anybody. You don't even have to be faith-filled to, 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 for that to dig deep into what we're trying to get across and, and deep into your heart on what is going on. Right. So <laughs> there's a couple things I want to address as we're on this topic. Um, so the topic of Facebook, because this is kind of funny and interesting. Um, you know, you and I post quite a bit of stuff about our outings or fun things that we're yeah. doing or just, I don't know, like you like to post, I, whatever. <laughs> so here, I mean, and I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the fact that you want to honor and show what we're doing in life. That's fun. And I've Not had as much as I used to, <laughs> I mean, I used to say, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I mean, that was 10 years ago when you look back and you cringe yeah, on like, your Facebook and you're like, like oh why my. am I saying yeah. this and how I wrote it and like, <laughs> Like my fiance, my fiance over here would across from me. She would have like, what did you write? How oh no, you- I said the stupidest things. Like I look back on my Facebook memories, and it's like Brianna is going to the gym. I'm like, that is stupid for two reasons: a, you told people, and b, you don't do it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, like every day posted, like what am I doing? <laughs> I, I guess I was I was young and dumb. We all did that. I mean, it was like Facebook. I mean, and if anybody that would post every day. You know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. We we like your daily posts, or we <laughs> ignore them. One of the two. Um, but somebody had a few people had said to me recently, um, "You look so happy. You look so happy on Facebook. I I I love all your posts. You just look so happy. You always post things where you're just having fun." I was like, "What do you want me to post? Like, <laughs> like do you okay? Re- the next time we're fighting, babe." <laughs> Let's videotape it and let's post it. I'm like, do you really want to know if I have cramps? Do you really want to know if my dog's being an a-hole and I'm like chasing him around trying to get out the door? No, nobody wants to know those Yeah, my things. worst possible day? Yep, I'm posting about it. You're right. So uh, we're, that's that's why it's wrong with social media. It, it is. We need more positivity because we're trying to spread positivity here. Let's spread more positivity on social media. Yes. So if, you, if you're friends with us on Facebook and you're like, oh my gosh, they're posting another post of them being happy at a concert. Heck yeah. We're happy at a concert. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. I mean, I don't know what happened before or after that concert, but I think it's, it's why, why not post why the good not stuff? Why not post the positive, happy things? And, right. we're, and, we're, and we're in a bad place, why post that? No. So I just thought it was funny. And here, here's my encouraging part of that is, yeah, post the good stuff. Why not spread things that are going to make people smile 
or something that they're going to be compelled to comment on because they they were there too or they saw something that inspired them. I mean, come on. Like, and that's why I want to talk about my dad on this podcast. He deserves that credibility. He deserves to be that attention of what he did for me and the strength he gave me. Everything he did for me as a father was the perfect father to me. Yes. And that's what I wanted to talk about, even though he's not here anymore with me physically. That's why he deserved me to talk about this now, even though it's hard. Right. Well, and there's so many people that we know that have lost someone. I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't lost someone. Let's put it that way. So I've never lost a parent yet. I mean, yet. And... You know, but we've all lost somebody and we can all empathize and relate to the feelings of grief and heartache and hurt and pain. And for some people, they don't have a good exit, I will say. I mean, there's people in this world that have lost somebody that they didn't get closure. They didn't have a happy ending. They didn't have a good relationship. And so there's a lot of turmoil there and there's a lot of heaviness And that's where we just want to encourage you. Like we're, you know, get, get some help, get around the people that are going to support you. And the key word is finding peace. Yes. So it didn't take me long. I shouldn't say too long to find peace. When my mom told me she was at peace, that helped me find peace that my, my father was in a better place. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you don't receive closure. I mean, it does matter. It's hard. And it doesn't matter. And if somebody dies tra- tragically, it's up to you to find that peace. Right. It doesn't have to be totally up to you because you got to find your support system, like we talked about, to help you find that peace. But once you did, you're once you do, you're going to find that much better and feel much better. True. So true. So the last part that I want to talk about with um, addressing kind of the the process, not even the process of divorce or um, the hardship with it, but I, I think an important point to not only um, the perception is reality component of that, but I think the second thing that I really want to hit home is the idea of boundaries. And I had a really good conversation with one of my friends the other day and we were talking about relationships and we were talking about why people fight, why people argue, why people split up. And a big component of that is, is the boundaries that you have in a relationship. So here's what, here's what I would say. And this, this is just the, the book according to Brianna, <laughs> not the book, okay, but... The Brianna. <laughs> right, but the, the book according to me, not everybody, is that I did not write the relationship rule book. I didn't write that. that, that There's is, no right way. Well, it's different for everyone. Yes. And, and so when I talk about boundaries, I think you and I have done a really good job and even sometimes a really poor job. Of mm-hmm. defining our boundaries. No, we're not perfect. Tell you that. No. Yeah, guys, we're not perfect. No, because we've come from two totally different backgrounds. I mean, you've been single the majority of your life, couple relationships here and there, um, a lot of free time to date, explore, be single. I've come from um, settling down very young. Mm-hmm. Um, 
started dating, you know, my, my ex-husband when I was 17. We got married at 23 and were married for almost 18 years. So I, I didn't have any of that. And here's what I would tell people is that you have to define your boundaries and your rule book within your relationship. And the people that can write their book together, I believe will be successful. It's not based off of what your best friend or your brother or your sister or even your mom and dad. I mean, let them be your guidepost for sure, especially if they're doing things right or correct or the way you want it to look. Um, But don't base how you live your life and your relationship off of what somebody else is doing unless it's healthy and good for you, then adopt it. And I feel like that truly is something that creates... um, division and hurt and confusion and ultimately people parting because they don't write their book together. And the last thing you want to do is put somebody against each other, put somebody else against that person. It, it, it's very much you just, you, you were lived apart. You, you eventually grew apart. Um, you don't want to side put sides against one another. You don't want to do, and that's what we learned in the message today. Don't try to take sides. Don't try to do it. It's, it's everybody's own opinion. You can believe what you want, except you don't want to put emotion in it. We're going to keep on reiterating. We keep on reiterating this during this podcast, the same stuff or a lot of the same stuff because hardships are tough. They are. And a lot of people have don't can't get through those. And so that's why we're, we're trying to keep saying this of how to get through these things. Right. the best way that we can. Right. So I guess uh, where I w- kind of want to end that, and then, um, oh my gosh, we have like the coolest outro ever from Chris. Credit Chris Saab <laughs> yes, again on again. the outro. Yes. Um, but w- when I come back to this relationship rule book idea, I think it's important that, A, you write your own with your significant other, your partner, whoever that is, and you decide what are our boundaries? I mean, are are we a couple that, you know, we agree on this, we don't agree on this, this is okay for us, this is not okay for us, that you write it together? And then the second part is that you don't judge other people who do it different. No. Because... They're doing it their way and it could be... It may not be your way or no. my <laughs> way, right? I mean, and I know people that have very open relationships. I know people that also have very closed relationships and if that works for them, it works. For right. Them. Like you do you, I mean, truly you do you, it's not hurting me. It's, it's, it's you. And, but then I think that that comes down to where we have to respect internally our own relationships, but also externally respect the way that other people live their life too. And so it's that's, all, we're, we're only trying to help people that's in turmoil or in a fighting or anything like this or have something bad happen to them. If it works, you keep doing it. Right. And if it doesn't, evaluate why it doesn't and change it. I mean, you and I have had a lot of conversation about how we've come from two different places mm-hmm. and some things that you're like, well, why does this matter? I mean, I've, I've been like this or I've been around people that are like this. And I'm like, well, I haven't. Yeah. And for me, I'm not comfortable with that or thinking that way or doing these things or, or being in that environment where you're like, well, 
it's been fine before, right? I mean, we've, we've had those conversations and they haven't always been easy and they haven't always ended well. And sometimes we've had to come back to those conversations many times where we're in a better mindset to talk about it. Um, so but again, I, keep that friendship with friends, marriage, wife, husband, keep that there. Focus on that first, then dive into the issues. Right. And and I did, I think I did address that two podcasts ago, or maybe it was even last one. Um, gosh, I feel like it's been forever. It's been a long time. The hiatus. <laughs> forever. The, the hiatus. The hiatus again. <laughs> um, so I, I think I did address that when I said, when we talked about dating, and I just said, go out and make a friend. Go out and find a new friend and start dating your your friend. Because once you have that friendship, you're absolutely right. You're going to put your friend's before the issues. For so, sure. um, okay. I don't know if maybe we have one or two more podcasts that we're going to do before we start bringing in guests, but we do have a really amazing cool, list, amazing lineup. And I'm, I'm so excited to interview them. Um, so we don't know exactly what we're going to be going to be talking about next, but, <laughs> stay, but tuned. stay tuned and you will be surprised because we have very Good entertainment coming your way. Absolutely. So enjoy our little music on the way out. Cheers and have a good night. Yep. Have a good night, everybody.